Oh, so. that is so good. I mean, it does have that one really creepy song that <laughs> Lord Frodo sings that's, like, maybe slightly inappropriate for a Disney movie. Like, Did you- what? Is it about... Is he <laughs> lusting after Esmeralda? Also, this is for children. <laughs> Did you call him Lord Frodo? It's, sorry, Frollo. Is it Frollo? <laughs> it's Frollo, yeah. I thought, I thought you said Frodo. I probably did. Should be real. I haven't thought about Lord Frollo for a long time. Oh, man. But I definitely know that he has that creepy song, Hellfire. <laughs> Cool cats and kittens. It's McCoy. <laughs> I did not know you were going to do that. Hi, everybody. <laughs> have you been watching the uh, Tiger King documentary? <laughs> oh, no, I haven't. I have, like, been not doing that. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone <laughs> online says it's very entertaining. This is what happens. Is This happened with Love is Blind for me, too, where it's, like, it gets really popular, and I, like, see everybody talking about it, and then I'm, like, oh, I'm too cool for that. And then, like, another week goes by, and I'm like, dang it, I feel left out. I have to do it. <laughs> so I'm in the I'm too cool for that stage of Tiger King, but I'm sure I'll watch it eventually. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is that a thing that they do on there? It's just what the, the lady says. She goes, like, hey, cool cats and kittens. <laughs> well, that's funny. <laughs> oh, man. I thought that would be a great intro, so that I stole it. an incredible it. intro. Oh, I adore you. <laughs> So how has uh how has social distancing been for Emily? Um, it's actually not too bad. I I mean I am like a very social person, and so I do miss like being able to go. I miss like being able to make plans. Like I was supposed to have like Harry Potter book club tomorrow, and my friend reached out on Wednesday and was like, "Hey, are we still planning on that?" And my response to him was like, "No, because I don't know what it's like to have plans anymore. Definitely forgot that I was planning to do that. So, like that's." It's partly hard, but it's also, like, I feel like I text my friends a lot, and we, like, are playing lots of, like, iMessage games back and forth, and I Marco Polo a lot of people, and so I feel like I'm getting, and, like, I connect with people, I feel like I'm tweeting more and interacting with people on Twitter more, so it's fine. Anyways, but... Goodness. And amidst all of this, I still keep telling people the thing that makes me the saddest is that there are no jazz games. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. Uh, I just, I know it's stupid, but like, I, and I have gotten used to it and it's not like, it's just like a dull ache and a dull, like just a dullness in my life in general, but I really do miss them. <laughs> I know oh, I was man. looking at, I was looking at my calendar and it looks like we've missed, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten. Ten games. And tonight we were supposed to be playing Atlanta. Today's the 28th. Saturday uh, the 28th. <laughs> Atlanta at home? At home, yep. Uh, so I was supposed to be at a jazz game tonight? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, you probably would have been just getting ready for to go head up to the arena. Uh, I, like, have tried to, like, push that kind of thought from my mind. Otherwise, I will get really sad about it. It's <laughs> so just sorry. Me to, like, 
I just tried to skip the stages of grief. You talked about stages of grief last time. I just tried to skip them to acceptance because I was like, I don't want to deal with all the in the middle. I just want to get to the part where I just accept it and move on. But with you saying that, I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I should have allowed myself some time to be sad. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know it's dramatic, but it is soul crushing. I yeah. want, I want to just fall asleep until it's all over. <laughs> Wake me up when COVID ends. <laughs> oh my gosh. You should reach out to Green Day. See if they can is uh, do a little co- cover of that, of their Wake Me Up When September Ends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was going for. Uh, you, you, you crushed it. Just like your soul <laughs> by the jazz. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we did hear that they're all cleared and healthy this week. So Woo-hoo! that's at least one like positive, encouraging thing. Um, it's, I mean, just because our state's still on kind of like this stay safe, stay home type thing. I don't think that obviously they'll have any act, like team activities or practices or, I mean, the NBA is still suspended, but at least everybody's like cleared and good to go. And they aren't <clears throat> as probably isolated as they had to be when they were actually legitimately quarantining. So exactly. Hopefully they get a little bit more freedom for the next few weeks as we ride out this storm so yes but I did say I don't even want to say this to you but I'm going to but I did see like an article come across my Twitter feed that one of the jazz um, blogs put out about how like it was like five jazz players who may have played their last game in a jazz uniform and like Ah! it it was like a gut uh, like a punch to my gut Cause I like had not, like, I think I'm still in the mindset of like, oh, they're for sure coming back. Like, I still think it's like a 95% probability that the NBA like finishes out this season in some form. And so, but like the thought that it might actually just be canceled and that we will like never see like Jordan Clarkson or Emmanuel Mudiay or I don't know who else they said, they even put Rudy on that list. If Rudy doesn't ever play another game in a jazz uniform, I don't even know how I'm going to begin to cope with that. And I know he's your favorite player. So like, how do you feel about that? That's super depressing. Why, why, (laughs) why would you think that's appropriate at this time? Whoever wrote that article? I think I shouldn't put him on blast. How dare you? Zach Zach Padmore is the one who wrote it. Zach? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, I was like, it's just like it's tragic to think that that's even a possibility. And honestly, the possibility hadn't crossed my mind till I like read like through the article a little bit, and I was like, I don't even want to entertain this as po- like potential reality. No, me neither. <laughs> I'm just gonna, like, throw- no, <laughs> no. McCoy's gonna throw a tantrum, which I fully support. <laughs> yes, I am capable. Oh man. Well, hopefully when you wake up when COVID is over, then that won't be the case. Hopefully we'll still have all the, you know, all the players that we want. (laughs) So, All right. So Emily and I decided since we were home bored, we wanted to do something fun and jazz related. So we decided to take the main jazz roster and compare them to Disney characters. And I thought it might be fun if we did that separately and then we were able to compare our answers and see how in sync McCoy and our 
and I truly are because I think McCoy and I are pretty similar. So we're going to see how well we match. And then if we don't match, we're going to take it to Twitter with some polls to see who came up with the better comparison for each player. And we'll also open it up to you guys because, man, I'm going to be like straight up honest with you. This was way harder than I thought it was. So <laughs> I had to do some uh, some deep critical thinking about some of this. So I would love to hear if any of you guys have any uh, ideas that just kind of came naturally to you for some of our jazz players. Yeah, I think this is going to be fun. I'm excited to hear who you picked. (laughs) I really, I like went kind of obscure on some of them. And so I'm afraid that I kind of shot myself in the foot and that we're not going to match. But let's just see what happens. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, we, we can do this. We got this. Oh man. All right. So we, we're going to start with the starting five and we're going to start it off with our guy, Donovan. All right. Do you want to tell me who you picked first or do you want me to go first? <laughs> um, you go first. <laughs> okay. All right. So Donovan Mitchell, I chose Robin Hood. Oh, that's really good. I did not do that. <laughs> I picked Robin Hood, the really uh, cute fox version of Robin Hood, because smart, he is a smart. Man, yeah, he's a man of the people. He's always at, he really embraces the community. Okay. And all the little critters in that community. <laughs> he is super kind and he's very talented. Like, he can hit the target every time, (laughs) right in the middle. So I figured he is outgoing, fun, men of the people, just just an overall great individual. And it reminded me of Donovan Mitchell. Okay. I love it. I think that that's a great option. I, I, for Donovan, I picked Simba from The Lion King. Oh. And I think... Partly, so when Simba is, like, young, he's, like, a little bit overconfident, but, like, still, like, really playful and fun. Um, But then he, like, kind of has some, like, growing pains. And I think part of the reason I picked Simba is, like, so he, like, kind of abandons his family and then comes back, right, to, like, rule the kingdom. And I think my feelings about Donovan right now are that he's, like, not abandoned us a little bit, but, like, he's abandoned Rudy a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, like, I I believe in Donovan's ability, just like Simba's, to come back and take his rightful place as king and to, like, save our jazz kingdom. <laughs> so, but I just, I don't know. I really like Simba, and I think that, um, I don't know. I think that, so... That was my that was my choice for Donovan, and that was why. <laughs> I love that. I think that's a great choice. <laughs> oh man, clearly it reflect, reflects more current feelings that I have about him rather than because I think your Robin Hood choice is really great, and it is true. He is such a man of the people, and so yeah. Anyways, fun, <laughs> fun <laughs> for Rudy. <laughs> I picked Lumiere. From Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I was just laughing. I think that's a great choice. Yes, tell me, tell me why. <laughs> I mean, for obvious reasons, 
he's French. <laughs> and Rudy Gobert lights up my life. So I feel like Rudy <laughs> is a great, a great choice. And then also, this is my little sister's contribution to the podcast. She said he puts his arms up to block people. <laughs> oh, I guess he does. So that's why I picked Lumiere. You know, he's also like very suave with the ladies, which I suspect Rudy is as well. So that was my choice for my favorite French jazz player. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I was thinking along the same lines as you. I was trying to think of French Disney characters. There's Lumiere and there's the chef from, uh, what's it called? Little Mermaid. So anyway, I finally decided to go with one of my favorite French characters because it's from one of my favorite Disney movies, which is I know it's weird to love this Disney movie, but it's called The Hunchback of Notre Dame. No, I love that movie too. Don't you feel ashamed ashamed about that opinion, McCoy? Rudy, I am choosing Captain Phoebus. Oh, he's like the handsome, like Esmeralda's love interest besides Quasimodo. That's him, and Phoebus means sun god. Oh, that's how I see. I think that Rudy would be a, he seems like a sun god. So, um, also <laughs> God for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like a Greek God. Oof. Yes. <laughs> so, um, also he has kind of that dry humor. Oh in yeah. The movie and he's, he's pretty suave. And, um, I think you said that about Lumiere too. Maybe it's a French yeah. thing. But uh, <laughs> he just kind of uh, seemed to fit the bill for Mr. Rudy. I love it. So. Oh, man. All right. Let's move on. It's Boyan's turn. Who'd you pick for Boyan? All right. So for Boyan, I picked Prince Adam, also known as the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. So Boyan seems kind of... Um, not really he seems kind of quiet and reserved but there is a beast within and you see it on the court <laughs> and maybe other places if I'm lucky uh-huh <laughs> oh my goodness Emily <laughs> did I make you blush did I oh, maybe <laughs> Anyways, Prince Adam in the streets and a beast in the sheets. <laughs> that I freaking love. <laughs> oh man. Boyan was hard because I was trying to think of characters that wear like turtlenecks, but I couldn't find any, so. I had a hard time doing Boyan too. Just because he I don't know. I feel like I know him, but also not really at all. <laughs> so um, he was kind of a tricky one for me as well. But um, I think the that Prince Adam and the Beast is a really solid choice. It does not match my choice, though. Okay, what's yours? I picked Tarzan. <laughs> because for similar reasons, though. Because he's kind of like a strong, silent type, right? But I also think Tar- Tarzan is, like, really bold and really brave. 
and you have to have like balls of steel to hit two game winners in the same season <laughs> and Boyan has done that for us and I feel like I don't know so but it's mostly the strong silent type that resonated with me with the Tarzan thing and also I just think Tarzan is like super hot for a cartoon character and we all know that I love Boyan so <laughs> <laughs> so it's perfect yeah but I kind of I'm not gonna lie I kind of got to give your edge to the beast on that one that's amazing <laughs> All right. Well, who's next? Our fearless leader, Mike Conley. Mike Conley. Okay. So it's your turn. Okay, so I'll go first. And I will say <laughs> this is probably my most silly choice, but also my probably my most favorite choice because I actually feel like it's super like legit. <laughs> so for Mike Conley, I picked Grandmother Willow from Pocahontas. And <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> okay. He is a veteran presence on our team. He is wise. And I feel like he has a lot of, like, a lot of know-how, a lot of savvy. I feel like a lot of guys can go to him for, to get advice. He was brought in to kind of mentor Donovan and also mentor Mo- uh, Emmanuel Moutier. And I just feel like Mike has, like, maintained, like, a really steady persona. Like, he's had, like, his play has had some ups and downs, but he's been very, like, steady. And there's literally nothing more steady than a giant oak, like willow tree that's like got a giant trunk in the ground. And also his dreads are a little bit like willow branches. So (laughs) Pocahontas goes to her grandmother willow for like to feel comfortable, like to feel comfort and safety, safety and get advice. So that's why I picked grandmother willow for Mike Conley. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That was not my pick. Can you tell? Yeah. Like I said, I picked some obscure ones. Can you also tell that I really thought about this? Like it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't random. That's for sure. Uh, okay. Who did you pick for Mike Conley? Okay. So for Mike Conley, I picked a character from another one of my beloved Disney movies. And that is the Jungle Book. So I chose Bagheera. Ooh, that's a good choice. Yes, he's a Black Panther, and he's the one who rescues Mowgli and watches over him and mentors him. I was on the same kind of brainwave as you with the mentorship idea and protector and kind of the the leader in the jungle. For sure. And he's kind of like the um, moral compass. Like Bagheera is kind of the moral moral compass to like Baloo's kind of like laid back vibe. Exactly. Right. He seems more even killed and, yeah. and um, more thoughtful. And I think he would be a good point guard if Panthers could play basketball. <laughs> I think that's a, a very inspired choice. I still like my grandmother Willow choice and I'm going to stand by it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think Bagheera, because I mean, to be fair, Mike Conley is definitely more ferocious than grandmother Willow. And I feel like Bagheera, a black Panther, <laughs> helps helps uh deliver that you know that side of his personality <laughs> oh dear that's that that is quite the choice emily i'm i'm i love it i think it's great we are now up with mr joe ingles himself who'd you pick for him joe ingles from australia from down under down under Renai and the keats <laughs> i'm impressed i've been trying to talk like him but i I know he would be very disappointed. I'm so glad he doesn't listen. But well, your your um 
impression is better than Shaq's. So you're good. That's true. <laughs> so I kind of, I was trying to go with some Australian characters. I thought of uh, Tamatoa from the Moana movie, the big giant crab. Oh, I ate my grandma. <laughs> And uh, oh, man, <laughs> then there's Jake. He's a kangaroo rat from uh, the Rescuers Down Under. Okay. And yes. he has a great, great accent. Very, very strong, confident character. But neither of them really felt right. So I decided to go with Nick Wilde from Zootopia. Ooh, I've only seen Zootopia once. Who is Nick Wilde in Zootopia? So Nick Wilde is the fox. Okay. He's sarcastic. Oh, and that the bunny kind of works with. The- yeah, kind of a troublemaker at the beginning. Yes. But he has a soft side. Okay. And he he has a big heart, even though he hides it with his humor. Uh huh. He's a good. I think he'd be a good trash talker if you had Nick Well on a basketball team. Yes. So clearly I have a thing for foxes because I've chosen Robin Hood and Nick Wilde, but that's just <laughs> hey, the character. They're foxy. I think, yeah, that's who I just thought would best fit Mr. Joe Ingalls. Interesting. Cause I'm not so I picked a different character, but for literally all the same reasons. Like he's a little bit like edgy, but kind of in a charming way. And he's like kind of like a smooth talker, but he's like a cute, like fatherly soft-hearted figure who's gonna like do anything for his family but he's like down to earth and has some swagger about him Ooh, who is it so i picked o'malley from the aristocats oh okay yeah i like that he's not quite as um sarcastic and edgy as the fox from zootopia zootopia um what's his name nick you said yep nick yeah um but he's you know he's kind of he's like an alley cat right like he's just kind of yeah like I said down to earth kind of like man of the people because I feel like I feel like that's how Joe is at the end of the day Joe's like just a dude who's like a really good three-point shooter but like really just likes to hang out and drink coffee with his family you know like the glitz and glam of the NBA is totally not his thing and I feel like that is kind of captured by someone who's just like an alley cat but then he's also such a cute you know he like rescues the duchess and like kind of takes over and just, like, has kind of this paternal instinct for her kittens. So, that's why I picked O'Malley. I like it. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, we've done our starting five. Um, let's d- dig into our bench a little bit. First guy up is Mr. TikTok King himself, Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal. All right. So, it's my turn to go first, right? I think you went first last time, but you can go first oh, again. No, no, you're right. I did. Go ahead. I don't think it actually matters, but I'm happy <laughs> to go. All right, go ahead. Okay. So for Royce, I picked Mushu from Mulan because I really love Mushu and I think he's like one of the best characters for Mulan. He's just kind of like fun loving and, you know, he's sent to be like the guardian of Mulan and like to kind of help her along her way. And Royce is like one of our great defenders, right? And. Mm-hmm. Mushu is kind of loyal. I think he brings the energy to the Mulan movie. And I feel like Royce is kind of like that guy for the jazz, right? Like he's always the guy in the middle of the circle doing the dance to hype him up before the game. And so, and I just, I don't know. I think Mushu is just like a fun loving 
easy to like character. And I would say Royce is just like a fun, fun loving, easy to like guy. Yeah. All right. Well, for Royce, I went kind of um, along with my Donovan pick, picking Robin Hood. I decided to, for Royce, to do Little John from Robin Hood. Oh, cute. They're like a little duo. Yeah, because they seem to have a really good connection with each other. They seem like buddies on and off the court. In Robin Hood, Little John is is kind of the one that has a little bit more humor. He's mm-hmm. he's pretty funny. I don't know if you've seen that lately, but he makes me laugh. So I think he... No, I love Little John. He's my favorite character from Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. He's hilarious. So Oh, now we've got Jordan Clarkson. So, all right. All right. You're up. So I think you're going to know why I picked this pick right when I say it. Okay. So <laughs> for Jordan Clarkson, I chose Maui from Moana. We have a match! Our first match! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I also picked Maui. <laughs> that is awesome. For literally the same reason. I'm sure of it. Is it because of his uh, energetic personality? Um, yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) I'm teasing. It's because of his tattoos. Yes. (laughs) I mean, there are other reasons besides that, but that was like the reason that I even thought about Maui as an option. I was like, oh, the tattoos make sense. And so I like dug into like who Maui is as a character a little bit more. And I was like, yeah, I can make this work. I can make it fit. So... Yeah, Yay! I'm glad we at least have one match. <laughs> I know, me too. Oh man, did you have other reasons besides tattoos for picking Maui? Yes, so he was someone that we brought in, so we had to go out and find him, bring him in to help save the day yes. because our bench needed saving, and he did it. You know, so yes, um, I I think he I think it's just a good fit. He's got the tattoos. He we brought him in. It just all works out. <laughs> That's exactly what I have written down. I say he's like so Maui's a little overconfident, and I think sometimes Jordan is a little overconfident too. Right. But he always ends up delivering, right? Like he has delivered exactly what we need. And Maui, I think you like always delivered too, right? And I also put that they both have superhuman athleticism because Maui's like a literal god, and yes. Jordan is. Like, he can jump so freaking high. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. That's great. All right. Next is Tony Bradley. I'm going to be honest and say this one was one of the harder ones for me. Um, But I ended up picking Blue from Jungle Book for Tony Bradley because, honestly, Tony Bradley just kind of reminds me of, like, a bear. And I don't know really why, but he (laughs) kind of does. So I I limited it to bear Disney characters. And I feel like Tony is like a little bit laid back. Blue has kind of got that, right? Like that jungle bum vibe. Like I think Tony Bradley works hard, so I don't want to be confusing like that. But I just think that Tony Bradley is not like a scene-stealing personality on the Jazz. He has probably one of the more like low-key personalities on our team. So I bet he, so I'm more mean laid back in that way. And then one of my favorite parts of Jungle Book is when like they're, the monkeys are trying to still like King Louis trying to still Mowgli and the temple like starts crashing down. And so King Louis has to like go and try and hold up the temple by himself. So his arms are high and then blue comes in and like starts tickling him. 
which I think is funny. And it just made me laugh. I like had, like, I was watching that clip as part of this. Cause I was like, oh yeah, I need to remind myself of what blues like. And I was like, oh, Tony Bradley would have got called for a foul for that. I love so, that. <laughs> so that's why I picked blue. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. What about you? Okay. So for Tony, I picked Bambi. Oh, <laughs> okay. I feel like I have reasons that that is a great thing, but I don't want to say them out loud. So I'm going to make you say them out loud. <laughs> so he kind of started off a little awkward and, you know, it took him a while to find his legs. Like literally uncoordinated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Had to go through a little bit of hard times and then he grew up to be a big, strong buck and uh, improved. And so that's it. what's happening to Tony, I think. I do. I think he's really coming into his own and I think that's awesome. Solid, solid choice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. All right. Onward and upward to my man, George Niang. He's probably going to hate that I picked this for him, but I don't even care. Um, so I picked Olaf because (laughs) (laughs) one, I just feel like Olaf is just like, so precious and likable and sweet and he's just very optimistic and he's very outgoing and he's just welcoming and loving to everyone and he's kind of goofy and I feel like George and Joe are totally like the class clowns on the team and so and I feel like Olaf provides that like optimistic goofiness um, in the Frozen movies and I feel like George provides that to our team as well you know yeah I like that and he's like a little lumpier than some of the other players, so it's fine. <laughs> you might have to edit that out. Did you just call George lumpy? <laughs> he's curvy. <sighs> There's nothing wrong with it. He's he's I, uh, he's still an elite uh, like NBA level basketball player. <laughs> he is. Oh man! All right, what about you? All right, so the minivan, Mr. George. I had a hard time with this one, but I finally settled on Mr. Flynn Rider from Tangled. Ooh, I was trying to use Flynn Rider because I just love him as a character, but I couldn't find anyone who I felt like he fit well with. But I like that choice for George. Please tell me more. Yes, so Flynn is a little, you know, he's goofy. He makes a lot of jokes. But he's also strong and and good at figuring things out. And I also like, you know how in Tangled, he's always like, they never get my nose right. Like, he, he cares about his, himself and his, he's not selfish necessarily, but, you know, he has, he has uh, his ego. And I think when George gets online, you know, you, you can see him protecting his ego. So yeah, they never, true. they never get me right. Is what George is saying to himself, I'm sure. But <laughs> I know that's a bit of a stretch, but um, that's no, kind I of like what it. I Because George totally does have like a swagger about him, and Flynn Rider has that t- same kind of swagger, right? Yeah, like, agreed. Very charming. We're all ready to Emmanuel. That's crazy. Yeah. So, Emmanuel, I picked someone else that you picked. <laughs> oh, Good, so another character. So for Emmanuel, I picked Tarzan. Okay. And I'll tell you why. It's because Tarzan, in Tarzan, there's a montage of him um, 
when he's trying to get better and he, he he's trying to become a better ape and he can't oh. he can't do he keeps falling and i mean everyone's looking at him like he he's a failure and no one believes in him and then all of the sudden there's this montage where he just kills it and gets better and improves so much and he he becomes the man so anyway i was thinking that applies to emmanuel he has struggled he was a top pick but he's bounced around had some trouble but he's come to utah and he's done so well this season and it's been fun to see him improve and um that's why i like tarzan for emmanuel hey i love that i feel like that supports like his time as utah jazz man super well so yes okay Straight up honest about Moutier. He was the last one I did. I had a really hard time with it. And at the end of the day, I kind of was just like, I haven't picked someone from Little Mermaid, which is my favorite Disney movie. So I feel like Little Mermaid needs to be represented. And I feel like of all the characters in Little Mermaid, this is who is most closely aligned with Emmanuel Moutier. And I just assigned him Sebastian because I was ready to be done. (laughs) (laughs) But Sebastian is like very loyal and very happy. And I feel like Emmanuel Moutier has been, like, a, like, very happy, like, just glad to be here, glad to be learning kind of presence, whether he's playing the backup point guard or whether he's playing in garbage time minutes or whether he isn't playing at all. And so, I don't know. He just thinks he has, like, impressed me because he seemed like a pretty good teammate um, while he's been here with the Jazz. And I feel like Sebastian is a good, like, teammate. I, I don't know. He's just, like, he's – King Triton's like right hand man, but he also just like has that like soft spot for Ariel that he kind of like lets her get away with stuff. And so, and he like is loyal to her and sticks by her side through all of the good and bad choices that she makes. <laughs> so, we'll wrap this up. We've got two players left and then Coach Quinn. So, our next player is Ed Davis. Okay. So, for Ed, I chose Ed from The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i also picked someone from the lion king he's definitely the most likable of the three hyena main characters (laughs) and he's just kind of there you know and he's happy to be there it's true just doesn't really contribute much but doesn't like really like create problems (laughs) yeah exactly oh that's funny and also i love that they have the same name um I picked Scar from Lion King and I did it purely based on appearance. Literally nothing else. I was kind of like, they kind of look alike. <laughs> oh, interesting. I feel, like, I feel like Ed Davis kind of has like RBF a little bit. Like he's actually like a really nice like guy when he like starts talking. But like he kind of like is a little scary looking when he's just like, you know, chilling. And so I picked Scar because Scar is also very scary looking. <laughs> for me (laughs) oh dear be prepared man be prepared all right last player our newest guy our newest friend ray john ray john tucker so i picked the genie from aladdin for ray john because one the genie is one of the best disney characters ever and he needed to be represented on this list and two ray john just like strikes me as someone who he has a ton of energy and he's kind of, like, just barely getting his chance to, like, show what he can do, right? And so it's, like, the genie was trapped in his lamp for so long. And then once he got the chance to be free, he just, like, wanted to, you know, show off 
all of his cosmic powers. <laughs> and so, um, in space. anyway, and I just feel like the, the genie is like a really positive, happy guy. And just like Rajon's, um, like social media, as far as I can see, and just also his behavior on the bench, um, is I think commensurate, like it is similar to that where he's just like, he seems like a positive guy. And he just, like, wants to work hard and show what he can do and, like, show that he, like, deserves to be here. And, yeah, it seems like it's hard to get him down, to hold him down. I like that. Yeah. All right. So, for me, I had a similar line of thought for Rajon. But uh, I was thinking of Prince Naveen from The Princess Frog. Oh, The Princess and the Frog. Okay. Yeah. So, I like it. yeah. So I chose Naveen because, you know, he's full of energy, um, really just happy, happy go lucky guy, just, just uh, hanging out and he gets turned into a frog. And frogs have hops. And Rajon has <laughs> nice. hops. He, have you seen his 100%. dunks? 100%. His dunks. So I thought that would be appropriate. And I think he's such, so cute. And I think Naveen's cute. And, that's yes. that's my reasoning. I have so much love and respect for Quinn Snyder, but he one hundred percent is a villain. So I so I picked I I picked from the Disney villain villains, and I decided that he was most like Hades, because Hades is from Hercules, because he's kind of scheming and he's really persuasive and he's good with his words, like a smooth talker. Um, and also like Hades is like really anti-arrogance. Like he hates Hercules cause he's kind of, you know, and Zeus because they're a little bit arrogant. And I feel like Quinn's whole like team first mantra, he doesn't like want anybody to get like too big of a head. And so I feel like Quinn's a little bit that way. And then also Hades has some major anger management issues. And Quinn also has his moments where he can lose his temper and it's equal parts terrifying and equal parts thrilling because I love nothing more than when Quinn Snyder <laughs> runs onto the court and gets a technical <laughs> and he's fighting for his team in a in a passionate way so that's why I picked Hades wow I think that's pretty good and sometimes he has flames coming out of his face so <laughs> just like Hades does as his hair whoa is the <laughs> hair out <laughs> uh, that's a good movie Hercules. it's so good I love that one too well, you know, I picked a Hercules character as well. Stop! Yep, I picked Philatitis, or Phil, Hercules' okay. coach. Oh, that's nice, and also makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he has anger issues, too. He does. <laughs> but, you know, he's also smart. He's He hasn't always been, you know, he's bounced around from, you know, from Achilles to the other heroes who died. But Quinn's bounced around a lot, too. And he's found his home in Utah. And nice. Phil's found his home with Hercules. So that felt kind of appropriate. Nice. I love it. So basically, you picked all the nice options when I picked their, like, evil counterparts. Which probably sounds about on brand because you're perfectly sweet and kind. And I'm not <laughs> oh whatever <laughs> no I love that though and I I did try and think of like non-villain options but I'm just kind of like I don't know he just like has that narrative around him right like he went to Duke and who who likes Duke 
and like no I'm just kidding but <laughs> um <laughs> but also I don't know just like all the gifts of him where he's like angry he's just like <laughs> you know yeah anyways no he I think you're smart in picking a villain because he does look like a villain <laughs> <laughs> but Hades is like he's like not just like a sinister villain like Lord Frollo from Hunchback or like there are people who are just like straight evil and sinister but Hades is like sarcastic comedic relief like even though he is definitely the antagonist in the movie he still it like provides entertainment so I, you know so there's that <laughs> no I like that that was a fun little exercise. I'm glad we did it. <laughs> me too. Me too. It was harder than I thought. Also, I'll note, we we didn't choose from Pixar characters. Correct. Um, we decided just to stick with just the um, regular Disney Studio characters. So we will move on to our social media discussion of the week. Woohoo! Literally the only actual jazz content we have right now is social media. So, yeah. So I think it's interesting how with this whole quarantine thing, all the only access we really have to players is their social media channels. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of fun to see them discover their media channels. Do you want to tell us who (laughs) discovered that they had a Twitter account today? That was uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. (laughs) Boyan Bogdanovich. Boyan Bogdanovich. Our favorite around here. Well, at least my favorite. But yeah, his tweet was so funny. He's He just says, oh, I just found out I have Twitter today. <laughs> it made me laugh. And then Tara, Tara Bear from Twitter, she retweeted it and was just like, did anyone else read this in his voice? And I was like, yes, <laughs> I definitely did. I just realized that I have a Twitter account. <laughs> was that his accent? Uh, no. I just realized I had a Twitter account. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, man. That was very bad. I'm sorry. Two weeks too late. He deprived us of content for two weeks. Oh, I know. But I did see he updated his photo and his cover photo. On Twitter? Yeah. Oh, cute. I hadn't noticed that. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Oh, bless his heart. Sweet boy on. Wow, look at how good he looks with that beard in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, why doesn't he have that beard in Utah? Right? If he had that beard in Utah, I could maybe get on board the boy on with a beard train. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love him. But yeah, there's been other highlights, I think, during social, during quarantine. Um, So the Ingles have done a podcast, Aaron Falk, who works for utahjazz.com has um, a podcast with him and Renee and you, I haven't had, I haven't listened to either of the episodes yet. It's on my to-do list, but you have, and you, it comes with glowing recommendations, right? Yes. Yes. It's very enjoyable. It's really fun. Renee is so, she's so charismatic as is Joe. And it's kind of fun to hear more about their, about their lives. And um, I'm, I'm glad they decided to do that. That that's going to add a lot to this, uh, this no NBA world <laughs> yes for sure Renee is like 100% my favorite jazz wife or like significant other I guess and then the other social media post of the week is our own McCoy was on uh, Matt Sanchez's podcast the jazz podcast this week so I I'll admit that was my first episode of the jazz podcast that I'd listened to but it was really fun 
um, it was just like fun to get to know you a little bit better and also Matt. So I just want to put in a little plug for that, tell you you did a good job and that now I'm going to go back and listen to all of his previous episodes as well. So just wanted to throw that out there for people as well. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I was really happy Matt invited me to come on and do a little jazz talk. So I'm always down for that. So I, I've liked, I've, I've been listening to his podcast and he does a really good job and it's really fun to get to know more of jazz nations. So for sure. Thanks thanks for having me on Matt. And thanks for listening, Emily. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like such a cool guy. So I'm excited to listen to more episodes. All right. Well, in these strange times, it is nice to have podcasts and social media and video conferencing and all these great technology things to keep us connected. And we hope you'll keep listening and we'll put our little poll on our Twitter at Jazzy Gals Pod and you can go vote yourself and we will see you again soon or talk to you again soon, I guess, is more appropriate. Yes. I hope you guys all are staying home and staying safe and staying healthy. And yeah, we're in this together. We're all in this together. We can do it. We can do it. (laughs) 